So we both saw Doctor Strange. Yeah, we did. But we can't talk about it yet. No, we, uh, as our one month embargo rule that we just made up, it's not, it's only been out like three days. That's 100% fair. (laughs) So we'll probably by the time this comes out, well, we still probably won't be able to talk about it, but we might be able to talk about it a little bit deeper. We may be able to give you some like, uh, spoiler free short reviews or something like that i'm actually i was actually just thinking that maybe we could do just like a movie review episode where we take you know like the last three or four movies that we saw and just kind of do like short movie reviews sure because we have some plans to talk about like who's the best batman which is going to span a lot of different movies oh man that's Um, a whole discussion in and of itself it's going to be good it's going to be good (laughs) how was your week oh it was good it was good saw dr strange really liked it boiler free feelings on it it was a very sam raimi movie i didn't even realize it was sam raimi till the credits rolled um yeah i mean if you're familiar with sam raimi's work he's uh the talented director behind the evil dead movies uh dark man a small indie film by the name of uh spider-man um from right. 2001 you may have heard of it toby yeah. My boy. Yep, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. He has some really iconic cinematography credits, I guess. Like, isn't he credited with that? Is it called the dolly shot? The one where he, like, where the camera in the Evil Dead, it's like where the camera rolls through the forest all super fast and, like, goes through the window. Mm -hmm. Because we definitely, there was definitely some of that in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Anyway, before we get too far into Multiverse of Madness, it was pretty good. Chris has yet to mention my new haircut, which I can only assume he was waiting for the cold open to do so. Um, no, I, I noticed it. I thought I made a comment, but maybe I was just so distracted by the fact that it was raining and my animals were going nuts. Oh my God. It's maybe. been so rainy. Pacific Northwest. I guess that happens. <laughs> it does. It does do that here. We uh, went out with some uh, friends yesterday to do the first day premiere for for multiverse and uh had plans to go out that evening um it was cinco de mayo it's a very uh important holiday here in america it's the only yep. place that it's celebrated yeah yeah completely um, made up holiday american, it's an american holiday <laughs> um but man it was just like cold and windy and just kind of generally kind of miserable to be out there so i apologize for not mentioning your haircut it does look uh it does look pretty uh pretty slick pretty uh fly pretty what what are the what are the words that that people use now clean I clean think, i think would be Ooh, uh, yeah that yeah, sounds familiar yeah, like some of brantley would say yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes looks clean what made you decide to cut it oh um it was it was like my pandemic hair and so mm. um now there's some light at the end of the tunnel i was like boom gonna cut it off okay um yeah. but yeah i think i think it's looking pretty good my head's really cold yeah uh, yeah you get used to how much uh, I, I figured that out when i trimmed my beard back i was just like oh wow cold like, face it's, it's cold yeah it's cold out there it's that pacific northwest <laughs> that's why we have so many serial killers i have no opinion just kidding i have too many opinions wait you know what i actually do have something to say about that you did it again proceed i have an idea about that well here was that here's what i was thinking you know what i, I saw something the other day well, uh, welcome back, everybody, for another, uh, it's bi-weekly, is it bi-weekly? Or is I, it, I don't is know it, the actual term. It, it's uh, every other week. Every other week podcast. Or every other week podcast. Thank you for joining. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm Chris. 
and uh, we're two dudes generally talking about nerd stuff on the internet. Thank you for tuning in, which is an archaic term. Uh, thank you for downloading the podcast. Streaming us. Thank there you, you go. For, thank you for streaming us and giving us uh, your uh, your ears for 45 minutes to an hour every other week. So we kind of talk about general nonsense, but some important things. One day when you're on Jeopardy and you know the answer, you're going to have a real uh, slumdog millionaire moment. And you're going to be like, oh, wait, I heard that on yeah. that podcast. That, that obscure podcast I listened to. <laughs> Me and like 40 other people <laughs> convinced 10 of them are my mom. Well, I it does surprise me how many like just general conversations I'm in, and I still get the you have a podcast. Why didn't you tell me? Like I I I I don't know. I don't know who knows, and I don't know who doesn't. That's one of the that's one of the reasons that I decided to uh, start up that Instagram account for us, so we could like maybe more people could know about our podcast. But yeah, I still run into people, and they're like, "What do you mean you have a podcast?" I'm like, "Bro, we're on episode. I think this is episode seven. Yeah." Um, yeah, I had. We're to... we're getting into Fast and Furious numbers here. How many of those are there? Uh, they just announced uh, um, Fast X. Okay, where is ten? Jason's in space. Yeah. Well, we already did the space thing. Oh, you, you said you, that you, before, you, but yeah, it's not real. It's not. You're real. convinced I'm making that up. It's a hundred percent. You can um, you can you can keep believing that, but I speak the truth. So we got some uh, we got some updates for our longtime listeners. We're gonna do uh, a couple updates from some stuff that we talked about previously. The first the first one that we want to talk about is an update on the ghost of Kiev. He was the or they were because I guess we don't know if it was a dude or a lady. Uh, the hero fighter pilot who uh, allegedly got six air victories on the first day of the Battle of Ukraine turns out might have been made up. Uh, so as <clears throat> most of my heroes are. <laughs> oh um and when was it uh two months oh it just says two months later because i think this came out this week i think there's something i read this week the ukrainian air force acknowledged that he was a myth and a piece of propaganda but the warned people and warned people not to neglect basic rules of information hygiene which is important like you got to be you got to approach it as a skeptic and look at it and be like, well, is this real? Is this not real? I mean, like two random dudes on the internet across the world started talking about it like it's truth. So I guess maybe uh, maybe there is something to that. Well, it's definitely, I mean, kind of at this point, it is a, uh, it is a rallying thing for the people of Ukraine. Like yeah. it was an important thing for them. And I'm sure that like every every fighter pilot in ukraine's running around with like a t-shirt that says like i am the ghost of kiev or a tattoo i um, mean it, it, if i was a ukrainian fighter pilot i would probably get ghost of kiev like, right tattooed on my absolutely head. oh um, it's oh, we're uh, i am spartacus yeah is i'm that, spartacus is that a reference anybody's gonna get yeah i mean i am spartacus is a super famous line from an 80 year old movie yeah that that people <laughs> way older than us used to quote and be and we'd be like what have you seen Spartacus? Well, no, there was a really, really great uh, Pepsi commercial that used that Spartacus. Scene. Is there a new one? Is there is there like a Katniss? Like, I am Katniss. Does anybody like try to be? Uh, no. And I... She just volunteers for tribute. Yeah, I volunteers. Uh, yeah, I volunteers tribute. Mm. I was a friend of Jameis from Dune, but no, that's too super, super obscure. Listen, if I can just inch Dune into every conversation, I will. But... Everybody loves Dune. I mean, that's that's objective facts 
yeah, the 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 rallying cry of the Ghost of Kiev was. Uh, I think it did its did its job. I mean, did you hear about? Um, there is actually like uh, sites that have been uh, attacked on the Russia side of the border, too. Oh really? Oh yeah, like Russia. They're, Russia they're got hitting back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were there are certain uh, towns and provinces that that got like basically raised. Oh, <laughs> to the ground. but but Ukraine is not taking uh, Ukraine is not taking credit for it. They're Who knows like, how that yeah, could have happened? Yeah, they were just like. I don't know. It's a oh, really nice maybe. village you had there. Yeah. Shame that happened. I, their their denial was a little tongue in cheek, <laughs> but you're just you're just like, oh man, okay. So yeah, rallying cry. Uh, you can't discount good propaganda or no good uh, morale. Morale, a morale booster. And here we are, probably like sixty or seventy days um, into the invasion, and Russia is totally bogged down. They've had to like reevaluate what their goals in Ukraine actually are. Well, it's, I mean, like it's it, been kind of embarrassing for yeah, Russia. Like, yeah. it's going to reach a point where they they can't just like control the media their way out of it, right? When when little little Anton doesn't come home for you know after his tour of duty because you know, like, he defected. People, well, yeah, but uh, well, I mean, just like all, all uh, everybody who's like all the lives and casualties that have happened. yeah yeah uh, but i mean like eventually people are gonna like start noticing hey remember when there were all these like young men around and now there isn't what's up, <laughs> like, with, like, what's up with that yeah what's that's kind of weird what's up with that i guess and women too. i don't actually know what the military makeup of the russian army is I, I don't know if they have they conscript females as well as males so i shouldn't i should remain gender neutral in we, that but. we do our best we do our best here at i have something to say about that to be uh <laughs> very progressive um and inclusive it's important yep so what else what else happened this week oh uh shout out we got a youtube recommendation for you this week oh and a book recommendation don't let me forget about the book recommendation uh i owe it to tyrell it's a book i suggested that he reads he won't but I suggested it to him. <laughs> um, the YouTube, you watch the YouTube dude who does the MREs? No. But like I, meals ready to eat? Yeah, he he does like all sorts of, he like does historical MREs. Let me see if I can pull it up here. But you said you didn't, you were, you said that you didn't know like the uh, composition of the Russian military. And I was going to say, I actually also don't know the <laughs> composition of the Russian military, but I do know they're eating hot garbage. And sometimes it's not even hot. Especially compared to what the Ukrainian soldiers are nomming down on. Well, they they get they're they're getting all this really uh, sweet like humanitarian aid from the rest of the world, like the Russia's, whole Russia. world, just like here yeah. you go, yeah, yeah, some Russia, stuff. Yeah, Russia's not getting any humanitarian. It's like, do you need aid. any more of those uh, javelin missiles? And they're like, yes, actually, we could use some more of those javelin <laughs> missiles. They are very nice. So shout out to M R E Steve nineteen eighty nine is his YouTube channel. Oh, Steve, nineteen eighty nine, MRE Info is his channel. He'll like crack open like super old MREs from like the seventies and like eat them and stuff. Um, wow! I saw this dude smoke a cigarette from like a nineteen sixteen French ration pack from like World War One, and he like took it out. He's like, kind of smells like a cigarette, and he's like lit it up. He's like, not bad, not bad. <laughs> I, um, I, I. This sounds like a guy who's going to like die 
one day and like everybody's gonna be like well i'm not 100 percent surprised like what did he eat like yeah, what, what yeah. did he just what did he just eat um but he's super good youtube channel check it out very informative um if you're like me and you like uh like military kit gadgets and stuff it's all it's all interesting to see especially if, when he does like the modern ones and you see like what our soldiers would eat and what other country soldiers would eat like the russians man it's rough all right so <clears throat> now we're gonna point ourselves towards the heavens here for the next update because our old uh, girl hubble has made yet another astounding discovery and we talked about hubble she was kind of the main uh point uh the, the, the main point data that we had when we were talking about uh, space telescopes because james webb was still in the process of being deployed but hubble has recently discovered a new star they're call they're calling it Arendelle, which is Old English for Morning Star, um, mm. which is why it sounds like... a very auspicious like, name to give a star, right? Like, I mean, isn't that like... Yeah, that's like, you know, the the the, the big evil guy. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Okay, I was like, I was like I'm pretty sure I yeah. know another Morning Star. Yeah, and... good old, good old, good old uh, Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, Goat whatever. Legs. <laughs> whatever, um, whatever you want to... Old Scratch. Wanna... Yeah, Old Scratch. Yeah, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, Morning Stars. It is a pleasant sounding. It's name. very elvish. It, yeah, I was gonna say it sounds actually more like something out of uh, uh, Middle Earth, uh, elvish than you know something biblical. And I and I think elvish was kind of derived from old English, or at least some of it was. Well, Tolkien was a linguist, and it he actually like created the elvish language as kind of an exercise in she's like just having fun yeah yeah uh because that's what you do when you're an utterly brilliant human being with time on your hands it's like i think i'm just gonna make a language but it, it was also a case study in that you can't really create a language without like cultural context or anything like that so like as he was building this language he was building this like culture and history around it and that eventually evolved into middle earth and and that's why it's such like a fleshed out world before he, he even wrote his first story in it it was such like this fleshed out world with like this this thousands of years of history and and all of that stuff because that all, language all comes from that you can't have a real sounding language if it's not backed up by hundreds if not thousands of years of culture because that's where languages come from yep absolutely so so yeah it was just uh it was is the cimmerillion on our list it sounds <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe we should talk about the cimmerillion i'm all about that world building life like uh it can be an okay story as long as it's got good world building like the the and, place that the story takes place is super important for me i I tend to put story first as long as the world is consistent with itself and doesn't contradict itself for the sake of the plot. The world doesn't have the world can be utterly mysterious and I don't care. Perfect example, John Wick. But it's like, like be... John Wick like told you told you nothing about the world in the first movie, but it was all consistent with itself. Exactly. So no no world building. It's just you you had like these this this hint just of this dribble larger, it out to you. Yeah, this larger world. You. You're just like what is going on? You working again, John? Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like no no work no working in the hotel. Yeah. yeah no, no work on hotel property. John Wick, watch it. Mom, yep. you you've already seen it. I don't think you liked it. So, this so the star Arendelle, 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 E A R E N D E L. 
It sounds like Irindel. Irindel. Uh, so this star, Irindel, is super mega far away. And when I say it's like super mega far away, this star was firm. firm. It was firm. Firmed. Uh, <laughs> like big bags of sand. The star was formed in the first billion years of the universe. That's a pretty old star. Super old star. And I think that's... And the universe right now is like 14 billion light years. And actually due to spatial expansion, right? Because the universe is getting bigger. The distance that that light had to travel has been like super enormous, right? And so you're asking, well, how did old Hubble, right? In low Earth orbit manage to see this star that was so freakishly unfathomably far away and it was due to an effect called gravitational lensing have we talked Ooh. about gravitational lensing no but i assume it's uh using a very heavy lens a very very heavy lens that is correct <laughs> so we I, I guess we didn't talk about it when we were talking about the electromagnetic spectrum or gravity do we talk about gravity we talked about, anyway we talk, yeah so i'm sure we've mentioned it <laughs> As you know, space-time exists as a thing. It's a single thing. Space space and time are the same. It's a space-time. It's one yeah. thing. Yep. And massive objects like stars or, or planets or my ego can warp that space-time fabric in a way that's measurable and definable. Um, as your friend can confirm. Yeah, exactly. And we use relativity we have to make these 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 adjustments in our everyday life like the satellites we use for our global positioning system are so far away and moving so fast compared to you here on earth that built into the algorithm that they use is corrections for that fluctuation in space-time right so it's not okay. it's not it's not sci-fi it sounds sci-fi but it's not sci-fi one of the other things that we i mean the vast majority of what they do sounds like sci-fi oh even God. Wait, even though they're, wait, even though it's not. Wait until we get to what we're talking about today. But gravitational lensing is something that happens when a large enough uh, body warps space-time in a way that light bends around it from like behind. And if you ever see, if you do like a Google search for gravitational lensing, and maybe we'll put some uh, photos up on our Instagram, and I'll link maybe this news article that I'm talking about if I can figure out how to do it. I'm sure we're 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 grown adults with average intelligence i think i think we'll be able to figure out instagram at least averagely grown um <laughs> so light goes through this warped piece of, of space time and gets bent and we can actually if we look at like a galaxy far away there's this halo around it and that is light that's coming from the other side of the galaxy that's been warped around that galaxy due to its massive gravitational field and hubble was looking through like taking a picture of this and they managed to see this star in the gravit through the gravitational lens right so we was looking at this galaxy oh which so is it was just like refracted it was refracted through the that galaxy galaxy's lens exactly whoa the galaxy that we were looking at was way closer than this thing we just happened to like line up perfectly like if you ever had like a telescope right it just kind of like comes into focus and all of a sudden you can see way further than you could before that's exactly what happened like it lined up just right so we managed to grab it and now we have a star that formed in the first billion years of the universe so like i this may just stem from me watching too many movies but i i want to say like in my head how this happened 
was, you know, there's just like this one overworked astronomer, like asleep at his desk at like three o'clock in the morning, still at the office. Tie, like mostly undone, yeah. at least two buttons undone on his yeah. shirt. And then there's just like a little light on his desk and he goes, beep, beep, beep. And he like wakes up and, you know, and then the next shot is like him like running down the hall. The, like, the dot matrix printer starts yeah. going and he's like got the paper over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So this is, that's how it happened. You heard it here. Ah, perfect. Ladies and gentlemen. That Which is, brings it. Is... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> that, that is how the star was discovered. Um, this unnamed scientist who worked overnight. And Which brings us to our second movie recommendation of the episode, Deep Impact. It was way better than Armageddon. Yeah, I would I would say like uh, Armageddon has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of flash to it. Uh, I would say Deep Impact is not really like an action movie per se whereas armageddon is so armageddon lacked a lot of uh substance although i still you know got verklempt when bruce willis spoiler for armageddon oh, oh my god we'll put it in the, uh, where, we'll where put it in the doobly-doo below yeah, yeah where, where bruce willis sacrificed himself at the end to um save uh his crew and blow the meteor in half yeah, you it's know, always like, good. It's always good, and that Aerosmith song uh, is a real uh, banger. Oh man, uh, that was the senior <laughs> song for like four or five senior classes. I don't know if your your high school ever did like senior songs or whatever, like like song. for graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that song played like I think at like every graduation for at least half a decade when it when it came out. We had the closing time. Mm. that oh, was yeah. but i don't think oh. that was, i think that was already cliche by the time that i graduated but i have no idea what my graduation same, song was. uh same with uh that green day song like uh i hope you had the time of your life oh yeah that one yeah yeah oh that was green day oh green day simpler times <laughs> so when we're talking about like these stars that are like so incredibly far away they talk about like light years and first billion years of formation right all of this is information that we like can measure and stuff right but in order for us to agree on well in order for us to like work together we all have to agree on these measurements right these they have to mean something they have to have a standard like what i say a foot it's got to be the same for me and the same for you ideally right or yeah. at least close enough well it is, i mean a foot is the the same for both of us it's just the rest of the world doesn't use feet. Well, that's true, and that's and that's our own sad tragedy that we live with. I wanted to talk today a little bit about measurements and like how we measure things and why we measure things in certain ways. So I wanted to start off, if I can get this link to open, by like talking about how like some ancient cultures like did had different types of units of measurement. Now I don't trust my ancient Arabic pronunciation, so I'm not even gonna try. Um, but if you do a uh, Google search for uh, ancient units of measure, they will take you to this Wikipedia page that I'm on right here. There's one called like the. How's your uh, Arabic pronunciation? Do you want to give these? A, you uh, give these a go, it's probably just as good as yours. Yeah, so that sounds pretty bad. But essentially, they they have a small unit of measure, usually like about a finger length, and this is fairly regular across cultures like that their smallest unit of measure that they have generally at the times about the length of finger right and then they have like the length of the palm like it from like maybe your tip to your wrist or a span which would be from your pinky to your thumb 
But how is that standardized? Because everybody's pinky and thumb and... Uh, it's... I mean, you know, mine's average. I have. You know. I think I have normal size hands. Do you have normal size hands? Yeah. I think we both have normal size hands. Perfect. Um, <laughs> and then... Well, and it, but the thing is, is it's good Which, enough for... This doesn't validate the point that I made, is that people have non-standard size hands. <laughs> it's good enough for the ancient, uh, for the, uh, ancient uh, Arabs or the ancient Greeks or the, uh, the Byzantine Empire because you're not... Now, granted, I'm sure architects and stonemasons had more defined units but this is like the general units that they had right uh, a cubic i believe is from your tip of your finger to your elbow that's a cubic okay um which is something they use and then of course from there it goes to like a, a pace like you take a, a step and that's kind of like a pace and they have something in here called a village length this is a uh, ancient arabic again which is 46.08 kilometers okay so there you go a village length in case you were wondering so i wonder did they just stop like construction of all villages once it like reached a certain size just to it can't be bigger than that can't be bigger it can't than be bigger than that it would the village would implode due to its own gravitational field and it would collapse into a singularity that's <laughs> real science that's science right there yeah um so the ancient <laughs> greeks here had a uh had a uh, measurement called a dactylos which is a finger 19 millimeters long uh 0.76 inches then they had a knuckle which is one oh so maybe this is like finger yeah i, I was gonna 19. say like my finger is way longer than that and I, then I, I, 38 I was... millimeters i should have brought my calipers that's really what i should have done um like anybody on the podcast can see my calipers so it wouldn't even matter um then they got the palm the foot span of all the fingers forearm it's all pretty universal right these are all standards and what's nice about these units is that it's easy for us to estimate stuff if mm -hmm. i'm like yo bro a hand and you're like you know what i have a hand too let me see okay it's about six of those hands yeah well i mean we also have to like keep in mind like uh education was kind of reserved for the social elite so a lot of these measurements had to be something that uh could be easily accessible to uh people who you know weren't able to go to school or we're, we're not able to, like, read or count into very high numbers, you know. And just, like, basic, like, good enough was good enough, right? Yeah. Like, if it was good enough, it, they're not making spaceships at this yeah. point yeah, with these types of measurements. You couldn't do it. It's not accurate enough. But good enough. Well, then, and then you get, like, uh, well, that's, then you get the wonders of the world. Like, how did they, how did these things get built when we didn't have these, uh, these, extreme units of measurement how the uh pyramids get built and how do they get built in such a way that like when the the sun at a certain time of year hits them just right you know like the it illuminates the inside and i might just be making that up from the mummy but no. uh, <laughs> um but can we talk about is the mummy on our list of things to talk about we can talk about the mummy i don't want to talk about the mummy so much i love you brendan fraser please come on our podcast yeah brendan fraser you are a friend of the podcast we say that ironically a lot but you are indeed a friend of the podcast. Just say the word and uh, yeah. We'll come to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come to you. Um, the mummy, the Taj Mahal. So I know I like going to, when I go to like big cities, and this is, I guess, mostly something I do in America, but I, because I haven't been to Europe yet, but I love to go to like cathedrals. And in Washington, D.C., like all of the buildings are like cathedrals, right? These giant marble monoliths. Um, yeah, the Sistine Chapel was was pretty dope. 
and I think, and I know some of the some of the way that this was done was like the master architect would make a hyper accurate miniature. Sometimes that you could even like miniature like a like like the set of Helm's Deep uh, at Lord of the Rings. Like miniature is in like you could crawl through the corridors, right? Yeah. But it enabled it enabled non literary or non literate not hyper-educated workmen to go into that miniature and they would take a measurement in there and be like, oh, how big is this thing supposed to be? And they're like, oh, it's this and this. And then I know that I just need to times it by three yeah. or 10 or mm-hmm. something like that. And then they can get that measurement for the big thing. Yeah. You you know that uh, uh, the entire grounds of Hogwarts, there is a two-scale model of that at the, the Warner Brothers studios. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw it in person. Uh, on it, the interior, like the interior of Hogwarts, the exterior of Hogwarts. Uh, ex, uh, yeah, the exterior. Oh, for the, so like the shots the, for the shots when they were like walking all around the ed- ed- yeah, outside yeah, all of, the of all of the aerial like external shots were all shot with that model. Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, and uh, I didn't know that. I thought it was all CG until like I stood in a room with it, and this room was. I mean, the grounds of Hogwarts, even at like one twenty fourth, or. It it was way more. It was way higher than that. But it was just like this miniature version of Hogwarts. The room was like a gymnasium. Like That's a, freaking awesome. <laughs> how did you get to? How did you get to see this? Uh, so Warner Brothers actually has a Harry Potter uh, tour. Like they just they just have a warehouse full of all of the props, the costumes. Is this in California? It is in England. Well, bro, I'm not gonna go to England, dog. Come on, man. It's far you away. Might. I want to go to England so bad. Yeah, we. So this is this is terrible. We we wanted to go to a foreign country, but we also wanted to go to a foreign country where everybody spoke English. <laughs> this, well, it was it was. I mean, it was great. It was great. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's every country in the world, man. Um, we're the only ones that don't bother to speak a second language. Um, <clears throat> but we, it, it was fun. But anyway. Uh, yeah, the the whole Hogwarts, the entire thing was to scale, and it was crazy. Like you could walk around it, like and and you could see like places where like there were aerial shots. It's like I remember this. Part. I remember this aerial shot. Like just looking at it from this angle. That's all practical. Cool. That's super all practical cool. and and you gotta get, anyway. You got to get those shadows in there for the uh, for the with the practical model. Like model still the best way to go. I think so. In order to, just like the cathedral builder who has the tiny scale model, we have to agree on like something first and then we can kind of work on and go from there. In uh, 1889, or pss, my goodness, in 1789, there was a little thing called the French Revolution. Um, oh, yeah. A uh, little footnote in European history. Might have heard it. A little <laughs> bit bloody. Um, there were heads rolled. There was some guillotines. People ate cake. Or no, people did not eat cake. No. No, they ate uh, the rich. The, the, the queen wanted them to eat cake, and instead they ate the rich, which sometimes happens. The French Revolution gave them the chance. I mean, because just like you know, just like in America, we've been trying to get onto the metric system or the standard the for a have, long time. I mean, have we been trying? Nobody though? really likes the imperial system. The only problem is, is that people are just like, I don't know how far a meter is, and like it's because literally just what they're most comfortable with. I mean, it's hard enough buying you know charging cables for my phone well uh, is it one meter two meters i don't know what that means the struggle is super real for you man i mean i i can't just look on my phone and translate it no no that's too too hard too hard work and the french people had 
uh, and the French had the same problem, right? But they had just killed all of the people in charge and all of a sudden we're like, yo dogs, we can do whatever we want. Like we're in charge now. Yeah, it's I, like, a, I swear that's like a like the premise of many of like a kid's movie. It's like the adults are gone. You know, let's party. Let's get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the craziest was a guy named Charles Maurice de Telerad, who championed a new system of measurements based off natural units. Now, we, because we talked about how, like, before it might have been just like how long your hand is or how wide your finger is. And by this, by this point, by the 1800s, units had been fairly well defined. I mean, not by today's standards, but an inch was not like the foot. The imperial foot was not the size of the king's foot at this point, right? It had been determined to be something, and this was... it was they standardized. Stand, it was it. standardized. Yeah, they standardized it a bit. Um, but it was still kind of made up, right? Like, it was just this this distance right here is a foot. It wasn't based off anything. Well, I'll tell you what. In, in 2022, the imperial system still sounds pretty made up. Like, a foot. But a yard is three feet. And how many it, inches is a yard? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't just tell you. I can't just move the decimal point like you can in in, in meters. Like I have to like think about it for a second. It's, it's unwieldy. <laughs> it's and like it's twelve inches in a foot. So twelve times three. It's like I have to like do. It's. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to do the math. I would have pulled out my phone. Um, <laughs> so uh, our boy here, uh, Charles, championed a new system based off natural units because he was like, we got to base off these something, and so he wanted. Let's see, what was the first thing he did? So they decided they were going to make something called the meter, right? The, the mitre. Uh, le maître. Is it the le maître? I think it's was, le maître. We were just talking about how we can't pronounce like like words outside of English. Mais moi, like, je parle en français un peu. Yes. It's been a long time since I've actually spoken French with anybody, oui. but I used to be oui, able no. to speak French fairly well. The meter was defined, uh, they were going to use the size of the earth. So they're like, you know what? We're just going to take the size of the earth. And we're going to use that to base off our unit of length. Okay. Did they know how big the Earth was? They did. Um, and they defined the length of a meter to be one ten millionth the length of one Earth quadrant. I remember. Um, I remember having a, a, the, my teacher having a yardstick. Not a yardstick, a meter stick in school. And what was great about this was that conceivably you... You could just tell somebody, hey, people from a foreign country or like aliens, right? If aliens showed up and they're like, we're like, hey, we need you to pull your ship forward like 300 meters. And they're like, okay, but how much a meter? We'd just be like, hey, man, it's one ten millionth arc length of a quadrant of our planet. And they're like, oh, okay, that, boom, and we can move our ship forward that way, right? So it gives you that 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 natural place I, to start from i love that that's the scenario it's like back it up back it up guys back it up that's up yep. up up, beep, up. Yep, beep, yep. Beep. yeah plenty of room plenty of room bring it back bring it back um <clears throat> all the of all the alien contact scenarios that's the one that you came up with so it it's also what's called a coherent system which conversion factors there's not a lot of there's not conversion fractions that take place between units of measure right and and one of the things that's really nice like how much does a milliliter of water weigh one water weight one gram ah one milliliter of water weighs one gram that's right i and, knew that and, I knew and that. get this and get this everyone out there i totally knew that this is gonna blow your mind too man <laughs> one one uh 
cubic centimeter of water, I think. One milliliter of water. One milliliter of water. And weighs one gram, right? So that's what it means by that coherent system. So it's easily transferable yeah, yeah. between you the could, stuff. You could, like what you're saying, you, you can give somebody with zero context the ability to measure. Whereas with the imperial system, you have to give somebody a one-foot ruler, essentially. It's like this arbitrary little piece of wood is your first step in translating the rest of these measurements. But don't get too used to this because there will be... <laughs> and we're, you... we're going to deviate from this standard unit of measurement. And if you want to know, like, to be accurate for your shipbuilding or your scientific measurements or whatever, you got to come and you got to borrow this from us because this is the only one. Like, you can make another one, but it's not going to be the same as this one. So you got to come and check it out from the library, essentially. And honestly, that's what they did for a long time for the kilogram. There was an actual piece, I think it was tungsten steel, a brick of tungsten steel, and they were like, this is a kilogram. And you would go and scientists from across the world who were using like these super accurate measurements would come with their own copies like of the of the of the kilogram and weigh them versus the master kilogram to determine you know whether or not their yeah. their measurements were accurate don't, don't be very careful with it don't drop it we, we cannot change the mass of this rock in any way shape or form and that was the problem <laughs> they all kept gaining mass like like just like through existing um in a world they just like yeah. accumulated little bits and stuff on them. Somebody looked at it too hard and it gained a couple point zero zero grams or whatever. That's God. Um, that's how I that that's that's real life. I look at a cupcake and I gain two two pounds. The uh, the other big the other big part of the uh, the metric system, um, as you may know, is it's decimalized or something like that. There was a word in here. I can't find it in my notes. But essentially, everything's base ten, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what um, I meant about like you could move the decimal point. And that's like, where you get mega, kilo, giga, tera. Like those are all words to like denote those orders of magnitude difference. So one meter, thousand, uh, oh, a thousand meters, one kilometer. And it's easy because kilo means a thousand. So now you know. I don't hear too many people measure things in megameters though. I think people should do it more, to be totally honest. Because I think it sounds cool. Yeah. Like a gigameter. Maybe yeah. in space. Because they're always like in space, they're always like in Star Trek or whatever. They're always like, oh, they're coming in and they're like 300,000 kilometers off the starboard bow. And I'm like, I don't know how long 300,000 kilometers is. I mean, yeah. it's but, three. But, you know, they're always having to use like like 3,000.273 meter or uh, kilometers. And it's like, well, what if you used like... In case, yeah. right? Mega kilometers or GKs. <laughs> That's what you do. So that decimalizingness of it, that, that fact that it's all base 10 makes it super easy to convert. One thing that I have the absolute utmost, it's respect for my father. I mean, it's honestly like magic to me is his ability to go through fractions of measurement, like, right? So he'll be like, we're out working in the garage and he'll take out his tape measure and be like, oh, well, this thing's three sixteenths and this one over here is five eighths. So if we add those things together and he's like just doing all of this stuff in his head and I'm like, wait, you got to find the most common denominator and you got to switch the thing. And I think there's like cross multiplication that happens. See, I'm already on my phone. Yeah. Uh, I'm already on my phone freaking, doing the math. <laughs> freaking fraction, fractions, man. They're the worst. But if something's 10 millimeters long, I know it's 0.1 meters. Like that's, that's easy. And it's, and it's, and it's, it's it's accurate because you maintain all of that accuracy because you're just moving the decimal point. So all of the numbers that you have, nothing gets lost in the fraction or 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 anything like that. So that's one of the things that makes it super useful for scientific endeavors, right? And by oh, go and ahead. measuring and measuring data, 
thank goodness, like, uh, like we we decided to use the metric system for for measuring data, oh like, uh, byte, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte, terabyte, terabyte, petabyte, uh, petabyte. It's gonna be good. This yeah. petabyte, and that's that's another thing. Googleplex byte. That's another thing that's good <laughs> is because you can you can use the same convention for a lot of stuff, right? So mm-hmm. they actually just recently added a new thing in 99 i think in 1999 the most recent thing was added to the si units of measurements um so so we say metric system it's also you can also say si or standard i don't know what si stands for man the cake's on my face (laughs) anyway si measurements pretty much the same thing but you may not see things like uh, measurements of radiation levels in your general metric system right they tend to do length um, temperature, that kind of thing. Um, so the thing that was added was in 1999, and it's called the CATAL, uh, K-A-T-A-L, and it is a unit of measurement for catalytic activity, which we all are familiar with. Um, <laughs> and it is equivalent. I know to, I am, <laughs> and, and I'm sure you've already guessed this. I'm sure you've already guessed this, but it is equivalent to one mole per second, one mole per second, and, and- of catalytic activity. Okay, and that's so that's a that's a catal. Let's let's pretend for a second that uh, just hypothetically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. a, a C plus science student. I'll be honest, school. man, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. So I know I know the word catalyze generally means to assist in a process. Right? I know catalytic converters on on cars. I assume those assist in the conversion of something. Yeah. I'm okay. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, cat- catalytic activity, that's how you measure that. By 1875, the metric system was in standard use over most of Europe, including Latin America. There were like treaties where cu- countries got together and decided to, you know, standardize on this unit of measurement. In 1889, the G- the CGPM, which was like the name of the conference, it's like the Convention of Le Maître. Uh, something uh, or another ah uh, um, the <clears throat> secutum exactly exactly yes um they approved the use of 40 prototype meters and 40 prototype kilograms so when we're talking about measurements there's there's only a few things i mean if we really break it down we want to measure mass we want to measure distance or length time temperature and i guess like volume and i guess that's all that's all different types of length and so we have the kilogram the meter the second which is a unit of time that's actually an si unit and from 1970 from 1750 to 1892 the length of a second was based on a uh, using an average of like the earth's rotation it was then replaced in 1960 by the wavelength of a of krypton 86 radiation Right, so again, that sounds made up. That's, see, that, that sounds like something out of a comic book. Krypton's a real thing, bro. Krypton's a real thing. It's a noble gas. Um, it smells like nothing because it's a noble gas. Get it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it doesn't react. <laughs> um, so now, um, most recently, the uh, second is based off of the decay of cesium one thirty three, which is some. It it equi- it equates to one second. So, gotcha. Uh, it's the Oh, actually, you know what? I am so sorry. It is now, it is newly defined as the time it takes speed of light to tra- uh, travel a certain distance. That's, okay. what, that's what we now use as this. Kind of like as, a light year, but maybe maybe smaller. Correct. Smaller and, distances of, of I, said, I almost said smaller distances of time, but that might actually be somewhat accurate. And this is where it gets super, this is that's why I'm looking at my notes so much right now, because this is where it gets super crazy. And we're just going to kind of skim over some of this because like it's the, 
the um, uh, a second is the amount of time it takes a beam of light in a vacuum to travel like a certain number of Planck constants. You know what a Planck constant is? Remind me. So a Planck constant is the smallest unit of reality in our universe. Like it, it doesn't get smaller. But once you get below Planck constants, then normal relativistic physics doesn't work anymore and you're in the quantum realm. Ah, amen. you've heard you've heard of the quantum oh, realm. Yes. That's when stuff gets super weird. Like hey. particles are popping in and out of existence, literally out of nowhere. And so, but so is that kind of like the the space, like the the empty space in in an atom? Like is that is that like the like, if you got yeah if you got that small, weird things would happen to you. Up until you got that small, it would still be pretty normal. You would gravity would affect you and you would i mean it would be a fairly normal reality but once you go past that it's super weird and we talk about we talk about like quantum mechanics and quantum physics and stuff and it's all usually pretty sci-fi sounding and stuff but we literally use quantum mechanical properties in our cell phones like if quantum mechanics didn't work and if we weren't right about like our assumptions of kind of how it's how that stuff worked our technology wouldn't function correctly and so, like, we don't know what's so going would on. Nobody be able to follow our Instagram account. Exactly. We don't know what's going on, but we, but we kind of know how it works. Like, if we know if you do this, if you jiggle this part, then this thing happens over here. Okay. We don't know why, but it's interesting. So all of these SI units are derived from these natural things of natural phenomenon, which I is one of the things that I thought was always like super cool. Uh, kilogram is now related to also the Planck constant. That's one of the things about it being a coherent system is that, you know, whenever you see like uh, acceleration denoted, it's always like meters per second squared mm -hmm. or something like that. And the reason that you can do that is because of that coherent system, which is why all of this stuff like comes back down to like the Planck constant or Avogadro's constant or something like that, because these are natural occurring things that everything else is based off of. I mean, one of the one of the reasons that I like I like the uh the metric system is it's easy to use i use it for all of my 3d printing stuff it's easy to use in my head and convert big small that kind of thing but one of the reasons that i wanted to talk about this is because in recent years there's been some less than agreement on things like in the media and just kind of overall where people are like the di the discourse has broken down because 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 you just you just like say oh that's not there's no there's no gaining of agreement between parties and if you don't if you don't have that initial thing that you guys agree on it's really hard to get anywhere right if i'm working in meters and you're working in feet then our boat's going to look super weird when we put it when we when we try to put it together cuz it's not going to fit one of the things that i mean i hope it's i hope it's as true as i think it is and i hope it remains true in the future the world scientists seem to be a little bit better on agreeing on things and maybe it's because they have this common language of math and measurements and stuff that they all agree on is exactly the same like you know where the other guy's coming from when he says a meter and you say a meter it's the same thing mm -hmm. um i don't know maybe we need more of that in our world maybe maybe we need more things we can agree on yeah i think that's a good that's a that's a good thesis for for this <clears throat> it's like it, it only took human civilization what a few thousand years to agree on a unit like 
a standardized unit of measurement. And even then, the world hasn't 100% agreed on it because we still use the imperial system. We're still, we're still over here. Um, <laughs> we're, we're still using feet and, uh, and yards and inches. And uh, the, the rest of the world is just like, oh, those poor people. And I know, right? And it's, and, and it's so ingrained, too. And here I am, like, literally just doing a voice essay for an hour about the metric system. I am also not super good at measuring metric distance. Like, you can tell me how far a mile is. I know how far a mile is, right? But if you tell me it's like five kilometers, I'm like, hold on, that I actually have to convert to miles because that I actually have a decent understanding of what that is. Temperature always throws me off. I know 30 degrees C is hot, but I don't know how hot it is. Well, I mean, because zero degrees C is 32 degrees. It's 32 degrees Fahrenheit. That I know what what that is. I know what that is. And you know about the point where they cross again or they cross uh do they cross again 40 uh well they well the, i think it's the only time they cross 40 degrees c oh i'm so i'm neg- i'm so sorry negative 40 degrees c shout out to our canadian friends sorry so cold uh negative 40 degrees c and negative 40 degrees fahrenheit same temperature wow there's your, there's your jeopardy fact for today there you go uh so um we expect at least a uh, 10% commission on whoever wins Jeopardy with that fact. Or just give us a shout out on the air, or even better, a five-star review on iTunes, or uh, like, share, and subscribe, or whatever. Um, We're still in the process of building that audience, so we uh, are eternally grateful for you for especially sticking around after I just talked about freaking meters for an hour well um, yeah and that's uh that's why we 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 want that engagement uh you know send us an email to uh the podcast email interact with us on instagram because we want to know like what resonates with you do we want more science talk do we want more uh talk about uh lava lantula and dr strange you know what what is the most interesting to you because there are plenty of things that are interesting to us and yeah. we could just go off on just about anything. I have so many. And have. <laughs> yeah, I have so many things to say about so much that I'll probably have something to say about something you want to hear about. So reach out to us. We're i h s t s a t at gmail.com. That's also um, our tags on Instagram. Give us a follow. Share us out with people you think might be interested. Again, thank you for listening. Yeah, we should we should come up with like a like a histat or, or like a way of saying those that initial like to make it easier to remember histat. but it's got to be I accurate H-stat. it's got to be accurate yeah i have something to say so yeah it would be I'm, like i'm a bad speller i'm a worse sounder router all right well we we'll get back to you <laughs> as, it's a work in progress yeah, it's a work in progress like everything else about this podcast uh thank you all for uh giving us a little bit of your attention um i hope you learned a little bit today about the metric system and the imperial system is it imperial or empirical it's Im- imperial it's imperial system imperial because of the imperial the imperialness remember the imperial unpleasantness happened 100 150 years ago yeah okay yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yep yep uh all right well uh thank you all and have a wonderful two weeks stay classy san diego and the rest of the world 